Jesus Christ. This is it. This is the one. This is going to be the one. I fucking hope it is. Otherwise, I'm be pissed off. <laughs> so, George, not like I've mentioned this before, but you managed no. to get the Spotify thing working. <laughs> yes, I did, Josh. You really should learn to listen because I've told you this many times. Mm. Yeah, I managed to get it working through Spotify. With... It's just called Phantom Fleet, right? Uh, yes, I Good. believe so. Good. Yeah. There is a link to it on our Twitter page. Mm. And I assume Anybody? in the description of whatever video this is. Oh, yeah. I should put one in the uh, description of the other video as yeah, well. Yeah, boy. That would be a good oh, thing to do. Professional YouTubers. Yeah, yeah, right, with our 99 views. But that's on point mm. because... I'm pretty sure we're over 100. Goes with uh, um, clone number 99 or whatever the hell's name was. They just called him 99. Rip. Yeah. yeah, that was... What a legend. The big legend. But anyway, we should probably be like, yo, I'm Josh, and then you two should say what your names are. <laughs> I'm George. Yeah. I suppose I'm Scott then. That would make sense. I really yeah, thought okay. you were going to say the Dominic thing again, and it was going to be a recurring gag at the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> I'll use one of my other, other voices later on. Ah, okay. <laughs> At the bit, you've only really got one voice, and that is Robot. Yeah, it sounds real fucky, and that's going for someone using a laptop mic, but oh well, we'll put over there. Yeah. I, I, I have no idea what's happening, though. Your laptop's hardware shouldn't change like that. It might be connection-based, maybe, if your Wi-Fi's gone weird. Yeah, one's up, currently. It may be that, which sucks. Next time we'll do it at 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Just ASMR it, just like... Tunnel. Dirty whisper into the mic. I'm up at that time, anyways. Uh, so. <laughs> anyway, I thought we would start everything just by saying what is either like the most interesting thing of the week that you've had, or your favourite moment of the week. Ooh. Mm. Just to ease things into the podcast, you know, because there's a little bit. It's not as big as like Clone Wars finale, but the stuff to talk no. about. Yeah. Uh, I'll let you two go first. Oh, thank you. I'm very polite. Uh, I, I, I'm going to just take the lead here. I'm going to say that I noticed recently that uh, there have been some news about Kenobi and Hayden, his name Christopher? I, Christ, yeah. Christ, Christensen. Christensen. Hayden Christopher. I think there's a bunch of rumors going around that turning as Anakin in Kenobi. So I'm looking forward to that. I think it's going to be a, a flashback or maybe like a hollow recording. Because you can't, obviously be him because Vader's going to be about oh, spoilers I assume I don't know this I've not seen it <laughs> it'd be weird if it was flashbacks though right so your favourite thing of the week was the Kenobi yeah the Kenobi news yeah. mine is also Star Wars related and it's also sad gaming related because me and George have been sweating Battlefront 2 because mm. they released a old master Star Wars Rebels moleskin that, that was pretty fun. Yeah. That's what I was going to say for mine. And that mm. was going to lead on to all of Battlefront 2's yeah. stuff. You've also been watching Rebels a lot as well. Which was, yes, I have. I am basically at the end of season two now. I think I've got two, good. maybe three episodes left. Twilight of the Apprentice is amazing. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Good luck with that episode. It's a hard watch. Mm. Is it a hard watch? 
I guess bits so, of it are a hard watch. First time round, if it's the first time watching it, yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Very intrigued. Not that I wasn't already, but can't wait. You've over because I'm rewatching it as well. I'm pretty sure you've overtaken me on like my rewatch. Yeah, I think I have. I've just got to the Mandalorian uh, trade route one where to be. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that one. Uh, so yeah, uh, George kind of mentioned it, but Battlefront Two has had some news in the past couple of weeks, good and bad. Uh, and I thought we should ease into going with that first. But I, w- I wanted to try and see what everyone's like opinion of the game was in general to like start it, because I know, Scott, you haven't played it, right? Not the story mode, no. You, wait, you played the story mode? <laughs> yeah, because I really like Battlefront 1 Online, and then it had no... It had a, basically, no, from what I remember, I had a no, like a really bad story, so I played the story on 2, but never played the online because it was a bit dodgy. <laughs> I mean, when did you play so, it though? Like when it first came out. Oh, okay, that makes sense. The old days. What would you say, Juge? I really like the game. I've done some of the campaign because I really wanted to do a Star Wars campaign while I was waiting for Fallen Order to come out. But then Fallen Order came out, so I switched to that. Yeah. So I think I got about a third of the way through, maybe. Well, the, and I, it was good. I just switched. To Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, I I uh played the dark side story, but then it switches to light halfway through, mm. and I was like, "Fuck this shit! I don't want. I don't know being a light side scrub." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I guess my opinion of the game, and and it's funny because it almost starts as it ended <laughs> in terms of uh, people on the internet talking about the game. Uh, obviously when the game launched it was pretty god awful but mm. they've literally supported it for nearly three years now and I think the game as it stands is 100% worth the price that you would pay for it now because yeah. you're not going to pay full price for it it's going to be on sale somewhere for like, I think I got it for like 12 quid because it's yeah. on sale on it like, but uh, in terms of like all the stuff they've added to the character and stuff the game as it stands now is amazing when it launched yeah <laughs> I was certainly one of the people on the internet having arguments with EA fan fanboys, actually, who were like, oh, but you can't unlock Vader. And I'm like, yeah, but not without either spending money or playing the game for 200 hours. Like, yeah. when that game launched, they had an incentive to make you either have to pay money or never play Vader. Mm-hmm. Which obviously, obviously made the gameplay worse, because they were purposely taking away from the gameplay in order to do that. Yeah. So... It's funny now, though, it's come full circle, because now I'm the person standing up for the game, and a lot of the people are the ones having a go at it, because I think it was a week and a half ago now, maybe, or maybe it's coming up to a week, but they, they said that they're no longer going to be supporting Battlefront 2. Yeah, yeah it was like 29th. It was, it was last Thursday, I think. Yeah. Something like that. But yeah, I, I, I was just going to say, I remember us two playing the beta for Battlefront 2 and being like, oh, this game's amazing. Like, it, yeah. I think the only map was Seed on the blue. And we were like, oh, this is great. You can be more, all this. And then it was like, oh, well, I'm not going to buy this game because look at all this horrible, horrible stuff in it. Yeah. Like stereotypical but, EA stuff. Like, yeah. Ugh. But yeah, now it's, I mean, it's 
probably my favorite Star Wars game because it's the one I've played the most, except Lego Star Wars. Hmm. That's, that's not a great game. It's just fun. <laughs> like amazing game. Well, yeah, it's obviously an amazing game, but it's not like groundbreaking graphics or anything like that. It's just cubes. Not that that's a bad thing. It's Minecraft's great, and that's just cubes. It's but. funny because when it's like when I'm trying to think of my favorite Star Wars game, I have to key in like Knights of the Old Republic and stuff. Mm. But those games are so in need of a remaster. Yeah. To update them, basically. But even Fallen Order had like issues, in my opinion. But we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah. So yeah, as it stands, Battlefront, this Battlefront two might actually be my favorite. Star Wars, because I honestly didn't play the original Battlefront 2 that much. I played it around Ang- at a friend of mine's, Angus, at his house a lot. Um, but I never owned it. I don't know if that's because I didn't have a console at the time, and Angus had like the PS2 with Scoob- a Scooby-Doo game at Battlefront. <laughs> but yeah, um, going off like the fact that they've closed down support for the game, there's been a bunch of, I guess, not outrage, but discontent amongst Reddit and YouTube and everything um, to do with the fact that they feel either that the, the game support shouldn't have been cut or in that some way they've done it as, almost like maliciously <laughs> mm. <laughs> to stop people from like continuing to play the game. So I just wondered what everyone's opinions on this now like phase of... Because it began with people having a go at EA and it's ended with people having a go at DICE, basically. Mm, um, yeah for deciding to cut development. Yeah. Yeah. Which is well, so inverse and it's just weird to me. But anyway, I'll let you speak. Um, there's basically three types of response to it. There's like mine and Josh's, which is like, yeah, fair enough with everything going on. There's been two years or something of free content, which we kind of deserved because of the state of the game. They done fucked up. <laughs> that it was, yeah. But they've added so much in for free that it's like, fair enough. There's the middle ground where people are like, we're really enjoying the game. It, we want you to keep making content, but we don't mind paying for it if that's what it takes because you've given us so much free DLC, which I suppose I'm kind of in that camp as well because I probably would pay for DLC because I do like that game. just depends how they did it. And then there's the third type of person who's just like, EA bad, give us more free stuff for the rest of time. Yeah. Which is just not going to happen, because they're not going to... Nobody is really buying it new anymore, Like because it's probably still like 40 quid on the Xbox store, because they don't... Unless there's a sale on a specific game, it just stays full price. So it's not in the shops anymore. So people are just going to be buying it secondhand. And if there's no DLC, then there's no money coming in for EA. So I don't really see how they could possibly continue giving free support. But you did just make me think of something though, because there's been like a lot of Star Wars stuff coming out recently, mm. which might have caused an influx of new people playing the game. So if someone's just bought the game and then they announce, "Oh, we're not going to support it anymore." I can kind of understand why you would be upset, but you have to know the bigger picture and the context. Yeah. And, and the other thing is, people who are like, there is a lot of people who are just like, "Oh, screw EA! Like, everything they touch is terrible. Why are they doing this? They they should be supporting us." 
It's so inconsiderate to the people who have worked on that game. But yeah. the, they aren't associated with EA. EA is just a publisher. The actual mm-hmm. company behind the game has employees working on it. And people are just completely sidelining them. Like, What's the community manager's name? Ben Walk. Ben Walk, yeah. Yeah, like people have been sending him hate constantly. And he's literally just like, listen, if we could carry on making stuff for the game, we would. Yeah. Um, he wants to be able to. Yeah. Uh, it's just people, especially gamers, that they're very feel like they're very entitled, right? Sorry, yeah. Do you want to say something, Scott? Yeah, sorry. Um, I just think overall gamers are real toxic with the developers. There's, there's, there's very few instances where when the developers do something that's not like with the gaming community, where they just roll over, they always come back at them quite hard and quite aggressively until they get what they want. I think uh, this is not the only game. You could look at other games. Uh, what's it called? Was it Planetfall? That was that's another example of that. Uh, Fortnite. No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, yeah. Like, some examples are good. Some examples are where they turn toxic and they get what they want, which is what happened on Battlefront. But then it's like, now they want more and they're not willing to do more. That's when it turns to that kind of, it goes from a good relationship between the two to quite a toxic attack on the developers. It's funny know, as well. Because when it's like they're cho- it's people are like, oh, they're choosing not to support it anymore. One, the, the, for context, there's a pandemic on. So even if they wanted to work on the game, they probably couldn't, right? Yeah. And two, who, like, I think from the context of all of the developers talking about it and Ben Ward, I think EA just decided to stop supporting the game. Yeah. Um, so- so they shut down the latest Battlefield, which I think is five. Right, dude. That game was a train wreck, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. They shut down support for that, and then the next week, they shut down support for Battlefront. So I think it's just an EA trying to save money in this. Yeah, which makes sense. People can turn it into EA, like putting their customers last. But I mean, that's them saving employees, probably. When you think about yeah. it, so like keep yeah. games running, it's going to cost them money. They're losing money at the minute, probably. Yeah. Um, well, there's there's quite a lot of stuff in this newest update the battlefront 2 one like the mall skin there was a palpatine skin a couple of ray skins um kylo. a load of kylo skin yeah um there was scarif and a load of new trooper outfits and they said like literally they pretty much had to work from home with like the stuff they had on their like laptops it was literally they had like they couldn't develop it anymore because of the situation so like literally it was like working from bare bones to try and get something out and they managed to put out this update with loads of new stuff people are bitching and moaning yeah it's terrible like i imagine having like that's awful it's just people who just don't know the full picture basically and we don't even know the full picture we're just no. commenting on as best as we can, like from yeah. what we know. But even yeah. from like a morality point, it's stupid. Because yeah. even at the beginning of the game, when people were going crazy about how terrible it was, which it was, and I'm completely mm. against that kind of microtransactions and everything. I hate it. George and Scott mm. can testify for that. I've had a lot of rants about it in the past. Yeah. yeah. Um, people were still aiming it at the employees at times. They weren't taking into account the fact that it was EA's decision basically mm. and they were just because hurting the game hurts the employees mm. and, it, and it comes to the point where how, how far are you going and should you be going that far with your discontent 
Yeah. Like, people not buying the game was a very valid decision for when the game first came out. Um, and you could argue in that moment that that hurts the employees, which it does. But because of that, they acted on it, made the game better, and the sales skyrocketed as soon as they fixed the game. Mm. So it's people just need to chill sometimes. Yeah. They're, they're acting uh, like cool. it's the end of the world um, with it shutting down. Maybe they'll announce Battlefront 3. I know that most of the people who worked on Battlefront 2 have been moved to the next Battlefield game, but mm. they generally tend to do that anyway. Like If you look at Mortal Kombat and Injustice, they release an Injustice game, then they release a Mortal Kombat game. Then they release an Injustice yeah. game. With EA, I imagine it's going to be Battlefield, Battlefront, Battlefield, Battlefront. So hopefully, we do get a sequel. Mm. Yeah, um, I mean, I think it's just the combination of two of the most like toxic fan bases <laughs> in gamers and Star Wars. I'm just bringing out the worst of both. But yeah, this... It's a shame because, like, I've all the other games I play, I don't think I've seen someone as active in the community as Ben Walk, and he yeah, clearly definitely. cares about it. And most of 90% of the stuff that's been added has been added because fans ask for it, but because there's 10% that they couldn't get around to add in, like Ahsoka, they're like, Whoa, stupid. Yeah. Bad the only like, the only ignorant thing is a criticism that I'll say is why the fuck is BB-8 in the game but Ahsoka isn't? Because <laughs> I mean, um, they have to do sequel stuff, don't they? They do, yeah. It's like I'm seeing a thing going around at the minute where I can't remember the mobile game. I think it's one of the cards ones. Mm. Maybe Galaxy of Heroes, something like that. Everyone's being like, "Oh yeah, Ray, it's stupid because Ray's more powerful than anyone." It's like, well, yeah, but it's not like Disney Star Wars going to be like, "Oh no, just make everyone else more powerful than Ray because Ray's getting their money at the minute. They want to push her as also the forefront of it." Yeah. Also. A big thing about Rey is we have the films, and if you've seen the films, you know that she's very, very powerful. There might not be any context for why or how, other than the Force is strong with her, and it's chosen her to be this person. But she is as powerful as what she is. No matter what any fan says, that is how it is. Mm. Uh, so com- it's almost like arguing uh, semantics with those card things, because it's like, oh, she wasn't as powerful as Yoda. I'm like, well, how would you know that? Like, how does anyone know that other than just opinion? Um, you could argue either way, and it's just very stupid. But uh, going back to like Battlefront 2 and the update they did, people have, are also complaining about the mall skip, right? Yeah, because what 5,000 eliminations, and it has to be online. Um, you can also comment on this as well, Scott, because basically it's a really, really time consuming um, yeah. uh, reward. You put hours and hours in and you get this big reward. And it's akin to other games that I played, like Reach, Halo Reach, Halo 3. You would put a ton of time into those games to get a meal skin or the Inheritor Helmet. It's basically this game's version of the Inheritor Helmet, which you had to get max rank and then have like, I honestly think it was millions of credits and you could buy it. 
But anyone who had it, you knew was amazing at the game and they'd put their time in. Yeah, it's a status piece. It's also free. Like, but, but there has been people saying that it's going back to the whole either pay or spend hundreds of hours to unlock Vader. But you don't, there is no option to pay in this no, scenario. So it's interesting. But, and also, it's the last thing that they're going to add ever, or maybe for a while if people get their way. So mm-hmm. why wouldn't they're going to want to stretch out for as long as possible? Like if it was, oh yeah, get 10 kills as more, you'd just get it, you'd have the skin and it'd be like, oh now what? It's giving you a reason to come back to the game. And honestly, it's not even that much of a challenge anyway, because we've been playing it for what? Maybe like past three, to three or four days? Four, like four, four or, five, four or yeah. five days of straight playing, I would say. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of everyone down on currently. Everyone's locked inside. It's not like there's not much else you can be doing right now. <laughs> That's it's true. Like you're trying to fit in around stuff. Currently, it's just you can just play the game. Yeah. But, like, I think I'm on. Yeah, now I'm on like 1,400 eliminations after four days. So it's mm. pro- it's probably going to take me about two weeks to get it. Um, mm. But I don't, yeah, I don't mind. I was one of those people in Halo Reach who sweated the game to get the armor I wanted and then have the reward of it. it. It kind of comes to another point I have, though, where like our gamers in general now just more used to being able to get stuff on demand. Yes. Yeah. Like most of the time in games now, you have an option to outright buy something. So if there is a skin you desperately want, you could spend a quid and get it. As opposed to grinding and unlocking it mm. through skill, basically. Yeah. So I wonder if the people complaining about the 5,000 elimination limit are people who are just used to being able to access everything in a game from the get-go. I think it's just people who are upset about the fact it's ending using it as another argument to strengthen their point. Mm. So that they don't seem as like in, wrong, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is interesting though, because I'd, I'd never really thought about how like sentiment or expectations on games would change because of microtransactions. Like we knew it affects games. Like um, if a game has microtransactions, usually they're restricting some other element of the game to incentivize people to use the microtransactions to unlock that part of the game. Mm. I never thought it would set precedent for other games that <laughs> like they would need to have that option. If you know what mm. I mean, like it's yeah. influencing gamers to expect to be able to spend money and buy something, or or, mm. or just immediately have cosmetics. Um. Because a part of this update as well, like you said, the Ray and Palpatine and Kylo skins, you got a load of them for free. Like they just added them to your yeah. account and you could equip them. But the yeah. whole one, you um, couldn't. And the, there was two Ray ones added. One you got just free. And then the other one, they added like a fun little treasure hunt type thing to unlock it, which I haven't done yet because this isn't a comment on her character, but I just don't like playing as her on Battlefront 2. I'm not very good with her. So I'm like, I'm not going to unlock the skin straight away. I'll probably do it at some point, but I'd rather work towards the more one. But like yeah. that's, you don't have to pay for it. It'd probably take, what, 10 minutes rather than just paying for it. It's better, I think. It's funny you mentioned that, actually, because I literally, this morning, my granddad rang me and was speaking to me about 
He was like, I watched this Star Wars film this morning. Mm. And it had Kylo with Vader's helmet in it. So I thought he was talking about The Force Awakens. And I was like, oh, when does mm. that happen? And it's like, oh, it's like second scene of the movie. Mm. So I was like, oh, it can't be Rise of Skywalker. It can't be this or whatever. It ended up being Rise of Skywalker. That it was a very awkward conversation because then I was like, <laughs> oh, it's not at the beginning of the film, but okay. Um, <laughs> um, but it went. It made me go back to Disney Plus and watch all of the Emperor scenes in that film. And this is completely off topic, but I, I stopped as Ray stands up and ignites her lightsaber and the Emperor looks at her and says, let this be the last moment of the story of rebellion. I was like, ah, I'm not watching any further because the ending of that movie is absolute bollocks. <laughs> it just is. <laughs> I just don't understand it at all. Off topic again, I'll, I'll, pull, I'll pull it back. It was just a comment about Ray's character and it's not a comment on her character. And even my comment isn't a comment on her character. It's a comment on the circumstances around that scene. <laughs> yeah. It's just so nonsensical and slight. Uh, I don't know. At least when Palpatine was zapping himself with lightning in Revenge of the Sith, uh, it was because he wanted Anakin to step in. Like, there was a reason yeah. for that. I was, yeah. uh, but to pull it back to gaming, um, we mentioned Fallen Order earlier. Mm. But there's also been, much like Battlefront 2, a big update to Fallen Order, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, like, yeah, yeah, you go. Yeah, it looks pretty interesting, actually. Like, I enjoyed Fallen Order. I'm, I don't know whether it was because I wasn't very good at it, but I wasn't a fan of the combat, really. I, and there was, like, frame rate issues and stuff, especially towards the end of the game. But it's added a few things. It's got, like combat challenges where you, it gets progressively harder and the more you complete you earn skins for bd1 which is pretty cool like again grinding to earn bd1 skins which yeah. is good uh there's a sandbox mode which is the combat challenges but you can create your own so it's like a an eight by eight grid i think and you like can place creatures from the game or whatever in the grid and it spawns them in now yeah. oh, that sounds that... kind of like the Nemesis system from um, Shadow uh, of Mordor, no. and yeah. Anyway, it probably yeah. isn't, but it sounds similar to that. Yeah, uh, yeah, it looks pretty interesting. And then New Journey Plus, which allows you to restart the game with cosmetics and gives you the opportunity to unlock Cal's Sith appearance from force vision thing he had like just before the end of the game I think it's when he goes back to Zepho or something yeah yeah yeah. Which, yeah which is a very cool appearance and it means you can have a red lightsaber so that is almost worth it for me I'm but, uh, yeah, very but, tempted uh, to uh, it. hold on sorry preference spoilers for Fallen Order <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll overlay something that says it but anyway um, yeah, yeah the, his outfit there is really interesting as well because it, it, it's almost you remember when in Rogue One Jin Erso dresses up as a imperial person his mm. outfit looks a lot like that but I think yeah. it's supposed to be an inquisitorial outfit because like that's the whole thing within the games like fallen Jedi inquisitors yeah. Um, but yeah the outfit was sick it's, I, I just wish there was more of a pull for that game's story like I like a lot of the characters um, is it Mir? What's the night sister called, George? I always forget. Mir- oh, Marin. Marin. Yeah. yeah. I like Marin. I love the fact they even decided to include a Clone Wars thing in the game. Well, that was sick. 
Yeah. Um, I just I just wish there was something bigger going on with the story because it's very yeah. self-contained. Yeah. And I don't really feel a pull to either like replay it or anything like that. Mm. But I mean, unlocking a red lightsaber is pretty cool, especially yeah. with the Inquisitor outfit. I just wish there was. I wish. I almost wish there was like story content linked to it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. if you go back to the update. I think the update will bring a few people back because once you do, like you say, once you do the main story, there's nothing to do. You can go and find the hidden places, and run around, kill, and get the achievements. But beyond that, there's not much. Whereas I think the meditation points it adds a bit more gameplay. Plus, it kind of reminds me of a training room at a Force Unleashed, kind of there, doing challenges to unlock things. Yeah, I was just about to say as well. It reminds me of the um, the challenge mode on the Batman Arkham games. Yeah. Yeah. Where you, you would have get certain unlocks from doing it. Well, more that was more in Arkham City. Yeah. Arkham Knight, you just like got. I think it was achievements and XP boosts or something. I don't think you've specifically unlocked anything for doing it. Yeah. To be fair, people love that game, so I don't think they need much to go back to it. I think a lot of people will go back to it now that they've added that. Mm. But I thought it was a good game. I just, I was like, I don't know, I. Didn't like having to fight bugs all the time and stuff like that. <laughs> I'd rather just like have more obstacles or more cutscenes or something yeah. rather than filling time by trying to get past six giant spiders or whatever that I couldn't kill. <laughs> Probably because I'm bad at the game, but also it's just like that's not really adding anything except me getting XP. Yeah. But just make the purge troopers give more xp or something yeah which to, to, to be fair towards the end of that game i would literally just engage a fight run to the nearest cliff and force push people off so i didn't have to fight them <laughs> <laughs> that was my main tactic but I, story-wise i thought it was good i enjoyed it it was something a bit different and the order 66 flashbacks were that was worth the game very good, but oh, I love that his I love that his Jedi Master was Lassart as well. Yeah, yeah, I like that as well. Yeah, give us a bit more look at that species and like a callback to Rebels. Mm. Uh, my whole thing of that game is I loved everything about it, other than the there was there was certain like gameplay issues I had yeah. where like frame rates would drop. That was not that wasn't even the biggest. Thing where you'd be fighting someone and the frames would drop because generally I would like I could like anticipate it happening and work around it. The biggest thing for me was that the parkour was almost worse than early Assassin's Creed games. Mm. Where like in an early Assassin's Creed game, you'd jump in a direction to grab onto something, but Altair, yeah, or Altair Ezio would refuse to grab a ledge and just fall to his death. There was a lot of that in Fallen Order where you would obviously see where you needed to go. You would go to jump there, and then Cal would just be like, nah, I just fall. <laughs> oh, it's, it's made by the same developer, but it's very similar to the story from Titanfall 2, which I very much recommend. I love that campaign. But I think because like Jedi Fallen Order like pushed the graphics and stuff so much that it just meant that simple things like the parkour and stuff like that just didn't work sometimes 
Yeah. Whereas in Timefall 2, it ran really smoothly and really well. We also so. don't know what time frame they had for the development mm-hmm. that was placed on them and stuff like that. Yeah. They were my biggest things, but but obviously I loved Daphomir, and my god, I would never in a million years have expected Saw Carrera to be in the game. <laughs> <laughs> like, the fact that his first scene is him jumping on your eighty eighty and going, who are you? <laughs> 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 it was, I was like, yes. That was in the E3 trailer for it, wasn't it? It was, yeah. But yeah like, which was amazing. I didn't expect him to have as big of a role in the game as he did. I thought yeah. he literally was just going to be in like a cutscene. But he was pretty much there for the whole first section of Kashyyyk, which was cool. Yeah. And Tarful was there as well. I didn't expect yeah. that either. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was a. Uh, Good, but the, the, even Kashyyyk like turned into a weird like jumping thing where you were yeah. jumping on these really bouncy flowers. <laughs> <laughs> so, unless you guys have any more to say, we can move on to something else. Just going back to what you said quickly about that Kashyyyk level on that map. Yeah, I just in general, I just want to bring it up. That was probably one of the worst levels on that game because it was had to go underwater. And then if you're like me and you want to hunt the achievements down, you have to go under all these underwater places and all these tree climbing, and it's all spread out like really far. You spend hours just running back and forth trying to find everything. It kind of, I found that was, there was too much there in that area. And in other areas, it's like there's not enough stuff in the game. And that, that is my big issue with the game. Yeah. I, well, I agree with you on that because the swimming was very slow. Yeah. He could have like moved his legs a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. Come on, just put a bit of effort in. Not yeah. Darth Vader, though. As we know, he's got gadget propeller legs <laughs> that make him swim very fast. So I was watching that clip again, and there is definitely no section that he crossed to get into that tunnel. He had to go on the outside to get in front of him. Well, um, going back to the whole swimming thing, um, I kind of get what you mean. Like, it was very strange. And there was parts in the before, like the planets beforehand, where you obviously could go underwater but couldn't. So it's like they they added like a Metroidvania style like you unlock an ability, go back and get all the collectible style thing. But that but yeah. that was really like the only time that happened. Mm. <laughs> like there was stuff to do with like shutting down force fields with BD one and things like that. Yeah. But in terms of like exploration and an actual like a physical element in the game that you have to have, it was strange that you couldn't do it until a certain point. Yeah. Also that comes back to New Game Plus, the feature they added. That's only a cosmetic change because the storyline is Cal struggling with his trauma and his powers. So when you do it, you lose all your powers and you need to go find them all again. It's yeah. Not, which, I, which for me, I don't like because if I want to do a New Game Plus, that means I want to go through it again with like incredibly tough enemies and like struggle. I want to have a challenge rather than just the same again. I mean, if I have all my abilities, but like the enemies are upgraded, so like there's more purge troopers. Uh, the normal troopers have a better aim, you know, things like that. That would have that's what I thought it was gonna be. But it's more of a cosmetic thing. Mm. But I do like the light the lightsaber on the outfit though. It's like yeah. um Final Fantasy fifteen had that where the new game plus was called New Game Plus, but it was pretty much the same difficulty. <laughs> yeah. Um I love that game. That game's great. Slow yeah. but great. That is the one that I've played, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yes. I always get confused. With Arden Azunia as the villain. Mm. Mm. Uh, aka Robert DePaul was the voice actor, aka Reinhardt from Overwatch. Mm. Yeah. That guy, I always see that guy doing like <laughs> completely different voices, and I'm like, wait, that's him? Yeah, I know, right? 
there's he does another voice as well that I can't think of off the top of my head. He's um, like, he's Samuel yeah. Hayden in Doom as well. That's it. Yeah, that's it. You yeah. just got Doom Eternal, didn't you? I did. Yeah, it was on sale for some bizarre reason. Oh, I so I was that like, oh, I'm getting that forty quid for a brand new game. Hell yeah. yeah. We should Is talk. it not very well then? Well, no, it's um, it's to do with its software as well. That generally happens. It happened with Doom itself, but they they made way more money than the first game, the first week of release. It was like yeah. double, I think, the opening of the original. So yeah, I'm just surprised it's on sale already. That's it's, uh, well, has it been like two months since it released? I didn't. I don't know. You got it when it first came out. Didn't I think you, it's so? been about two months. It might have been less than that, but. I don't know. It it sometimes happens, especially with Bethesda, and like Activision do it as well. So do Ubisoft with certain games. Don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining. Yeah, I'm just uh, surprised. Yeah. But maybe we can talk about that when you finish it. Yeah, especially yeah, if Callum Callum, another friend of ours, finishes it as well. He can comment on because he just played the original Doom, not nineteen, uh, whatever the hell, twenty sixteen. Yeah. yeah, we can talk about that. But yeah, Doom sick. Have you played Doom, Scott? I played a bit of the 2016 one, but not really. No, I couldn't get into it. Was there not enough heavy metal for you? I just felt like Halo, but not Halo. I couldn't get that. How did it it feel like Halo? The shotguns look similar, and that for some reason really set me off, and I couldn't get into it because of that. That was it, and that was exactly it. I was just sitting there playing, and I was like, the shotgun looks like that shotgun, so I started playing Halo instead. I, I I don't follow, but okay. <laughs> uh, and with that, we should move on to the next topic. Yeah. Um, which, <laughs> which apparently uh, there is a new Star Wars movie in development by Taiki Watiti. So yeah. that sounds interesting. Specifically, yeah. I think it's being written by Taiko Watiti and. Kristen Wilson Carnes, I think her name is. Yeah. But she yeah. also co wrote 1917, which obviously mm. was a massive movie. Um, yeah. I don't know if any Did of you have see seen that? that. Have any of you I, seen it? I have. No. I've seen some of the technical stuff when they explain some of the shots. I have not watching. seen it because I generally don't like realistic war movies or realistic movies in general. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Um, I'm interested. Yeah, if it's not like fantasy or sci fi, I, I just. I, there's some that I like, obviously, but anyway, um, obviously she's got some sort of writing chops behind her, and we know that Taika Waititi does as well. well um, he directed the finale of Mandalorian, which, which was, was amazing. Probably by far my favorite episode. It was that one, then the penultimate episode, not far behind, and then those two were just way ahead of the rest of them for me. But. Um, we should preface spoilers for Mandalorian, but I imagine everyone's watched it. Um, yeah. But I really liked episode two. There's something about episode two that I really like. And I is don't that know what it is? But the Ewok. The... Not Ewok. Damn it. No, Ewok. I hate Ewok. Jowers. No. <laughs> Jowers. Yeah. God. Yeah, that is great. That's, yeah. I mean, I love all of it. I really want to rewatch it, but I've got to get through Rebels first. And I also want to watch the gallery thing that they're doing which is the documentary series about the making of it yeah it looks really interesting and you get to see dave filoni which is always nice but yeah no i love that show so my my main comments for the movie and 
also, we all know that there's also been a series announced as well. So this this question kind of crosses over to both. But like, mm-hmm. what do what do we actually want from a new Star Wars movie? Um, to my very first George, I've got I've got to say it. I've got to get this in there straight away. Don't you dare! We need no, we don't. Anything set in the old Republic, there's like okay, okay, time periods. You could go on the Mandalorian Wars, you could go on the Starforge Wars, you could go on the Dark Wars, you could go on the First Sith War. There's like a whole just there's so much there that's just not been touched. Okay, funny, but they change stuff which upsets me like names and who players. It's you, you don't have to be personal. There's there's set law in the games that we know of, change the law depending on what side you pick. Whereas there's like a set actual like background of what happens that's just not been touched upon. So I need to uh, withdraw my comments. I was convinced you were going to say Jar Jar Binks. I know you were. That's what I was leading. I was <laughs> leading. <laughs> I was convinced you were going to say Jar Jar Binks standalone movie, and I was going to be very <laughs> irritated. But I agree with you with that. But I'll, I'll let George go. Well, if it was anything after, I just don't want them to do the same thing again. Like, yeah. A New Hope and Force Awakens might as well be the same movie. And then, obviously, the other two kind of wrap up the same, but uh, quite different. <laughs> but I just, if they were going to do anything after, I wouldn't want them to follow that formula. But then they could literally do anything because there's nothing said about it. But then, yeah, the obvious other one would be either Old Republic stuff, the new High Republic stuff they're going to be releasing. And I suppose more spin-off would be, I'd be fine with, but depends who they did a spin-off about. Yeah. um, Yeah. It's it's a strange one, because if I want them to do a sequel to the trilogy we've just seen, the sequel to it should be set far, far, far in the future, with no connection to any of the characters that we know. Mm. Which they're not going to do, because it's easy. That's what they did with the sequel trilogy, is they just constantly kept alluding to past characters, including them, to make people want to watch it. Yeah. Um, I think it would be, uh, similarly to that, even if they do Old Republic, it's going to have to be completely, not new characters, but characters who haven't been seen in live action before. Mm. Um, there's a link in there they could use they could use the, the Boba Fett because in the old Republic if you go back to the Mandalorian Wars you have Cassius Fett and he's the ancestor of the Django and Boba so you could link them that way and do a few subtle things like maybe another one of Yoda's species I, I, that's the only one I see him doing because of that link but I know what you mean Like I don't want to see any more Palpatine or Luke or Leia I'm sick of them all well they could do edgy teenage Yoda which would be pretty hilarious. I don't want to see that, though, I don't. <laughs> no, not Yoda with a flat, black, emo fringe. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to My Chemical Romance in the I Jedi mean, Temple. That, yes. <laughs> but whatever their version of that would be. I, don't, like, I, I like what we have of Yoda currently. I don't necessarily need yeah. to know more about him. That's why I'm kind of dubious with The Mandalorian Season 2. Hopefully they just discover more things around the um, baby Yoda instead of discovering what he actually is and where he's from. Yeah. But my whole thing with the new film is that it, there's characters that 
a pre-existing and extended universe that they haven't touched, and they're huge parts of Star Wars. There's certain characters that they've converted, like Jason Solo became Ben Solo slash Kylo Ren. Mara Jade kind of became a weird version of Rey that really wasn't Rey, but they she does the same thing, if you know what I mean. What a down version of her. Yeah, so they've kind of shoehorned that into their own thing. But that almost frees them up to be able to do another version of Mara Jade. Um, yeah. Because uh, I don't want to sound like presumative or whatever, but or or offensive in any way, but the film industry in Hollywood right now are obsessed with getting strong female characters to the forefront of their film. And Mara Jade is by far a further um, strong female protagonist than Ray, in my opinion, from what we know of. She literally goes from being the Emperor's Hand, a Sith apprentice, kind of like Maul designed to be an assassin, to working at a strip club in Jabba's Palace, to being a smuggler, to being a bounty hunter, to being the wife of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Um, and there's a story there that they don't necessarily have to use exactly how it appeared, but they could do something with it. There's, mm-hmm. there's, there's other people who, as well, have been saying that they could do like all younger Luke and Mara Jade and do that story. But I don't want to see a CGI Mark Hamill for an entire film or series. There is a lot of people who would say Sebastian Stan looks exactly like a young Mark Hamill. Which, if you remove the winter soldier hair, he does. I think he'd do a convincing job, but you would just always think it's not quite Mark Hamill, is it? I just don't know how much I would want them to tap into that. But no, no, I agree. But. but but for me, the bigger character, and you've played Knights of the Old Republic, haven't you, Scott? Yeah, extensively. Okay, yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bastila Shan. Bastila I was just going to say. Okay, yeah. I'll let you go, George. I, I, I was just going to make a joke. I, I was going to say he was thinking about Mara Jade stripping in Jabba's Palace. I was. I was. <laughs> he was Googling it immediately. But I think a key character who has had no mention at all and links to a side which you've alluded to, Scott, which I really want them to get into, is Bastila Shan. Yeah. If they made her the main character of a film or TV series, um, they could tap into Revan, Malak, they could even do Nihilus. Um, They could just, because that's the, the biggest problem I have with them going to do the Old Republic is that we played those stories and we defined what their story was through those games. Yeah. So any adaptation is going to be taking away from people's own experience of the games. and It's not going to be quite as immersive, obviously, as the games. So if they take a side character or a big character like Master Shan and tweak the story slightly, I feel like they could. that's so much space for good storytelling there. Even if you just have Revan as a character who's alluded to throughout it, and you can maybe expand upon Revan later. Um, that'd be awesome. Also, there's been rumours that they've been doing something to do with the Old Republic for years now. I'm, I mean, I know I, I want to see I want to see a, a, the film that focuses on Metro Suiki, which is the exile from the second uh, the Old Republic games who you play as. Because that's, that's, that's who you're playing as. It's just you get to choose what they do and then you can follow them because then you can do what you say you can allude to Revan in the background you can 
talked about Malik. You can cut out in between when the Mandalorian Wars come back for the Dark Wars, and then you could you, you, if you focus on that particular character, you could do multiple films you wanted to around that time period, and it all fits in. But I feel like they, like you say, there's been rumors about it for years, but they never do anything. They just they know that they know it's there. They send the games, and I think, like you say, they're afraid to mess with people's uh, what they remember about the games. So they they keep going towards the current trilogy, like doing spin-offs of Rex and Ahsoka and that kind of time period because that's what everyone's liking. But I personally am getting a bit sick of Rex and Ahsoka. I want to see someone new, someone that like like George said, someone from outside of this bit we all know, just just new stuff. Oh, no, my, I my, never get sick of Rex. Yeah, but, but, but my whole thing with that is, while I agree with you that there does need to be at least a property that's linked to Old Republic, is the main issue with video game adaptations is that they always choose the protagonist of the video game to be the protagonist of the film or the series, which is a character that everyone has their own experience with, and especially in RPGs, have made them the character that they see them to be, as opposed to them being a set written character on a screenplay. Um, so I think, honestly, I think it's better just to take that time period and set of characters and choose a different character to be the protagonist, because otherwise you're falling into the same, like, um, shoehorned expectations of people who have already played the game. I mean, if you're be rap, then I'd say focus on Cassius Fett in the Mandalorian Wars, because then that brings back, people know the name Fett, so that'll get their interest up, and then it's Mandalorians, which everyone's liking because of the Mandalorian, and then you can look at how they attack the Republic, and you could do it from that perspective instead, and then there's no games on the Mandalorian Wars, they're all set after, so I think that time period in itself, if they're going to make a film around them, it's going to be on that, because there's no games, people know about the lore, but they don't specifically influence it and the, so i'm just hoping for something that that time period it's uh it's funny because they've been focusing on mandalorians a ton it, it wouldn't surprise me if there is like a mandalorian history series like based on their past because if you think of what we've got recently the mandalorian series exploded um and then siege of mandalore went into mandalore, mandalore yeah. even further and then yeah. the biggest part of the mandalorians we knew before the prequels, the sequels, was extended. Like the yeah. Jedi and Mandalore Wars and things like that. Yeah. Um, I could see them doing something like that. But also, I also wouldn't complain if it was a Rex or Ahsoka thing. Honestly, I, I wouldn't. I don't know, I just... <sighs> I think if it was going to be Ahsoka, it would be more likely to be the series that they've also kind of announced. Yeah, with, um, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but it's Leslie, Leslie Headland. Headland. Yeah. yeah. Which I think it's rumoured to be a female-led Disney Plus show, which right. that sounds like, if it's not Ahsoka, people will probably riot, to it, be fair. It could be like a character I've mentioned. It could be like Mara Jade or Basila Shanley. I mean, especially mm. since they've, I think that, I, I can't remember where I saw this. But I saw something somewhere that said it was like a completely different time period to what we've seen before. Mm. So, whether that means it's just a period of time they haven't touched upon before, or whether it's one that Star Wars hasn't touched yet, um, who knows? Yeah. But um, my my like big thing then is, what do we think it actually will be? Like, what will the what will the movie be, and what will the series be? I think the movie will potentially be High Republic. Yeah. Because that's like the biggest thing they've announced recently. Like they've 
they all went to uh, what is it, Lucas Ranch or whatever, and wrote there, didn't they? But yeah. so I think that would be the most likely thing for the film. A Disney Plus series, uh, female centric. I think it it says that it's an unseen time period, but that could mean like filling in the gaps for Ahsoka between Clone Wars and Rebels or something, which is technically an unseen time period. So I think that's most likely, or it'll be something completely. I think it could be Mandalorian Wars because, again, the main protagonist in that is Mitra, who's a female Jedi general on the Revan, but this is when Revan's not a Sith. So I think it could be then because, again, like you said, it's Mandalorians, people are liking that. I think it, it... Realistically, it could be that because of all, it has all the right aspects of what they're talking about. But I don't know. I My whole thing with the whole High Republic thing is I honestly think it isn't linked to live action. The way that they announced that made to me made it seem like it was all books and comics. Yeah. Um, and they haven't tested it out yet. It, it seems odd to me that they would already... Uh, green light a movie based on something that hasn't had public reception yet if you know what i mean mm-hmm. so uh, i i don't know how i i honestly i don't think it will be high, high republic well i mean that's the same thing for the old republic though although we have priests oh well they know that people like the old republic mm-hmm. i guess i want it to be an old republic film but i also kind of expect it to be something like you said to do with rex and ahsoka but that that it's odd that Taika Waititi is the director to me as well. Why? Well, well, we've seen the episode of Finale of Mandalorian, and that was great, obviously. But he's generally a comedic director. Yeah. But I, was... I don't know. So it's like what property both suits Taika Waititi and the need for Star Wars? I'm not saying he's not talented enough to be able to make something outside of that, but if you look at his last like feature films, the majority of them have been relatively light-hearted like, action things. Jojo Rabbit was more serious, but it was still a comedy. Hmm. I, I don't know. I, I suppose it depends who he's got on the project with him. and Yeah, which, uh, that's a good point, actually, because he has the 1917 writer, right? So Yeah. Perhaps it yeah. is something more serious. War-based? Maybe it is Mandalorian war-based. That'd be cool. Hoping uh, uh, for all, all the Star Wars films are quite light-hearted and jokey, to be fair. Really. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Like, yeah, I, it's just... I'm just trying to think, like, what property would Taika Waititi really want to do in Star Wars to justify him making his next feature film a Star Wars project? Like, if they went to him and said, we want you to do a Soka film, or we want you to do a Rex film, you know? Would he would he be interested in that? I think if you film? go up to most directors and say, do you want to direct a Star Wars film, they'd be interested in that. Yeah. But he, he yeah, but he's already in Star Wars, is my point. Like, mm-hmm. there was a comment from Dave Filoni recently, right? He was asked about um, new media with Ahsoka. Like, do you think new media would be able to accompany Ahsoka? And he basically just said, if the story is right, it will fit character. Because character, Ahsoka's a character who can be in many different mediums. If the medium suits it, it will fit. And it got me thinking to me, like, what medium then 
could the new film be allowing characters to fit into? Because um, it's just strange. I, like, I think Taika Waititi is a great choice because you're right. He is a very lighthearted, Star Wars is lighthearted director and things. It's just very hard to predict what they're doing because we've had like this void of information since Rise of Skywalker. And then they were like, oh, High Republic, which is kind of the only confirmed thing we have to go on. Because Apart the from season two of Mandalorian. Yeah. But we have the Benioff and Weiss film was cancelled because they mm-hmm. left the project. And there was rumors that was going to be Old Republic. So has yeah. that now been moved to Taika Waititi? Well, I don't know because this sound, they've said this is a film. And they said that the Benioff and Weiss was a trilogy. So maybe they're just testing the waters with a film and it is the same thing, or it's something different. Because every time they get cold feet about a project, they cancel. Like the Boba Fett yeah. film. Um, the Ryan Johnson trilogy. Yeah. It, it could be the second Han Solo film, because they left that. No. They're not the touching that. Or more. Or it could be more. Building not, as much as I would love that. I know, but... Because it did so badly. I think the series could be more related. Yeah. yeah. But it's odd. It's almost it's so odd to me that the information for both of the projects aren't switched. It would make more sense that the film is something that we haven't seen before and the series was something that we had, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because then the series could yeah. follow Ahsoka, it could follow Maul, it could fill in those gaps. It's to be fair, the female lead could be Kira from Solo, I suppose, in the series. Which yeah. Obviously, she wouldn't be the lead because, like, if it's that, then Maul's going to be in it, and everyone will just yeah cream. But I, I she, um, oh god, what's her name? Amelia Clark is a big enough star to definitely draw people to that. I'd say. Let me not watch it, but I the, I have a lot of like bad feelings to like. Well, not bad feelings, but like I'm just so exhausted with that whole solo thing because. Dreams were crushed. <laughs> I, yeah, I like it. I like that film. No, I loved the film. And it ended with Maul. And then Disney saw everyone's dumb reactions on the internet and were like, oh, we should stop this. And cancelled everything, as usual. Um, but you know, there has been like a renaissance to do with Maul at the minute, and everyone's going crazy about Ray Park doing the choreography again for yeah. uh, Phantom Apprentice. So. I'd love that. Uh, I don't know though. It's it's just it's. I just wish we knew more. Like we we know that there's all these projects, but we know nothing about them. And Disney is probably going to be very reclusive about it because of how people comment on the sequel trilogy <laughs> at the minute. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> just a lot of animosity left over still. People are saying like Star Wars is broken, and people have been saying that for like the past five years. But you know. Yeah, I just—it's just like it seems so blatant to me that there's a whole fact, like there's a vacuum of Star Wars where it's like we know literally everything now from prequels to sequels, other than specific character moments. But in terms of the big story, but but we know nothing about how the Jedi Council and the Republic formed. All of that stuff, yeah. Which is obviously it just seems there has to be an old public. 
right? Yeah, because there's so much there. Like the first Jedi purges are in that film, and that that's which is essentially what Palpatine did. But it's the first time this happened, and it happened to a much more severe degree than what Palpatine ever accomplished. So they could. Uh, there's just so much. That I want to say something. I know what you mean. Like I'm the the originals, the prequels, uh, the sequels. That's all done. We we understand. There's so much about that. We should do something new. Yeah, now. go somewhere else. Something we haven't seen. Yeah, I'll tell you what we haven't seen. Oh, no. Eli Bantos standalone film. That's what the people want. <laughs> well, how's it from? He's everyone's favourite space Texan. He's chilling with Jess, who we don't know anything about. Yeah. I mean, what more would you want? Yeah, if we go around that, that, those lines, George, then I want a Thrawn standalone film. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, yeah, Thrawn can be in it, I suppose. But <laughs> the main character has got to be Eli Vanta. <laughs> <laughs> to, to clarify, we're talking about the Thrawn, new Timothy Zahn Thrawn novels. Um, mm, which are great. And I'm sure we'll probably talk about on what? one of these podcasts. But yeah, because it sucks, though. They got delayed, didn't they? The prequel trilogy. new one, yeah. yeah. Have you read those books, Scott? No, but I have drunkenly conversed about them with Josh a couple of times. It's true, we have. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you should read them. They are very good. But if you have an itch for like space tactics, fleet fighting fleet, and then like a Sherlock Holmes type story, Arthur Ooh. Conan Doyle, like Moriarty Sherlock yeah. story, then they, they it's it's so good. With they, a space they, Texan. They are somehow with a space Texan. They're somehow better than the like because in recent uh, Anthony Horowitz did like a reboot of Sherlock Holmes trying to be like Arthur Conan Doyle and it absolutely sucked. <laughs> Um, so the it was, no, no, that was um, no, that's the TV show. I'm not about book. Oh, um, TV show. You're right. It is that as well. Um, but the Thrawn books are almost more like Arthur Conan Doyle's Sherlock stories, with with <laughs> the way that the characters work. Anyway, and how he portrays Thrawn. Obviously, like sci-fi and everything is nothing like it. But the way that yeah. Braun pieces things together and then you get at the end of the chapter this big reveal about everything is super exactly what Arthur Conan Doyle did constantly. Yeah. But you're right, George. We, we can definitely talk about novels and stuff as well. Yeah. Well, I've read the New Thrawn trilogy. I've read Tarkin recently. I'm about to start on the Dooku one. And I was really annoyed because the Star Wars Instagram put up a thing being like, oh, download a free audiobook here. And it was... I can't remember what, the Padme one, oh, Shadow Queen or something yeah, like that, yeah. oh, which was supposed to be pretty good. And I was like, oh, I mean, it's free. I'll get a free ebook any day of the week. But I went on, and it was only for the US, so I was very annoyed. Yeah, that's pretty. Yeah. What about you, Scott? I haven't read any of the novels. I just know bits and bobs of when I try and find things out myself. But I'm thinking about getting a Vader novel because obviously I love Vader. I think I think I. I'm not a bit, but I think I know what's going to be in it, but I want to read it myself. There's a Vader novel that came out close to Revenge of the Sith, which isn't canon anymore. It's supposed to be amazing. I can't remember what it's called. Is it the one where he gets his lightsaber off of the, the fallen Jedi Master and he does, he does all the whole bunch of stuff? He, he goes and get, he gets, someone tries to assassinate him. He goes to Mustafar. He wears like, what's, he wears the helmet. What's his name? It's the possessed helmet. Is it Morabins? No, that's a comic series. Oh, that comic shit. Fuck. Um, but the, there's a novel, I think it might literally just be called Vader. Oh, I need to get it. I need to get it. It's supposed to be amazing. Obviously, it's not canon. 
first two invasions. Yeah. Um, I've read a lot of different things. <laughs> like, yeah. I have read the original Timothy Zahn trilogy, The Air of the Empire. Mm. Uh, that was years ago, and I remember nothing. So I was thinking about rereading them, and if we, oh, yeah, I, we could do something on that as well. I was going to buy and read those, to be fair. They're really cheap on Audible, I think. Yeah. So I just get worried about the narration on Audible, especially for something that's old. Yeah. But I was also thinking, because, you know, uh, rounding everything out, um, for the next podcast, we could, because you've recently watched all the movies, haven't you, George? Yes. If by the next podcast, me and Scott can also at least have rewatched sections of the Star Wars films, which Scott has already started doing. What yeah. I need to do is watch the originals and I've watched them all again. If I rewatch them all, which I will by the next podcast, yeah. we could do we could do a commentary on how we think in retrospect after Clone Wars and everything to do with that. Yeah. Um, it should be fun. But yeah. Yeah. Unless you guys we have all also more to say. try and do a collective ranking of them because I did my personal ranking. Yeah. But I suppose there will be slight differences, which means arguments, which is always fun to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, Rounding everything off now because we get reaching the hour five minutes mark. Mm. Um, if any of you guys have anything else to say, say it now or forever hold your peace. Uh, it should be going out on Spotify as well because I've got that sorted in case you didn't hear that from the start of the podcast. But yeah, yeah, um, should be going out on there and on YouTube, the usual. So fingers crossed. I'm just going to chuck this out. We need a Gungan film. I don't care who it's about. Maybe we could see the Sith ancestor of Jar Jar Binks, you know? Could be like like Darth Binks, the original. You know, just some more Gungan content. No, he's dead. I'm he's not, not actually. I'm not being funny, but the only other Gungan that we see ever takes out General Grievous, so we should definitely focus on their race anyway, because they're pretty cool. Right, I carry more. I'm ending it. Uh, boss Nass. Yeah, exactly. I'm ending it. No, I'm ending it. <laughs> This is the end.